0: Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed.
1: It is a duty, let's go to the three points for today. you know at a very strange night I kept waking up to say two words I would wake up say those two words and sleep again and the two words I kept waking up to say were sensitivity and productivity those are the two words I kept waking up to say now for productivity This is not the first time I'm getting such a word. A few years ago, I had a dream. I mean, that dream, someone approached me and laid hands on me and said, from today, you walk in divine productivity. So you know what I did when I got up? I did what I'm supposed to do. Keep the melody for now. I studied to show myself approved to God. The word productivity as you may know, in the simplest definition is the, is the amount of output per unit of input. In short, if you are a baker, then out of one... Uh, let's imagine you only used to bake with flour. There are all those other necessary stuff. Fondant. Don't ask me how I know. So if you are a baker... If out of one package of flour, one 2kg packet of flour, you can bake two cakes, then that's your level of productivity. But if another person from that same packet of flour can bake four cakes, then their productivity is higher. After that word, in that dream, I found myself being able to do a lot of things at the same time. Because in the same 24 hours, productivity had gone up. And I believe Jesus walked in divine productivity. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been able to do everything he was able to do. And that's the period I remember I was studying my master's. I'll never forget writing my master's dissertation. I'm in Kenya doing ministry. And that side ministry was the whole day. I remember going somewhere and we had a meeting in the morning. We were from an overnight. Then we had a meeting in the morning. And then they were coming back after lunch. Then they were coming back for the evening session. Then they were coming for the night session. And I would have like 20 minutes to work on my dissertation. And in that period I realized that what I was able to do in one hour, like, that's why I struggled to study in groups. Because in one hour my productivity levels were extremely higher. And there is an increase that has come with productivity. And then sensitivity. Now, sensitivity you will understand more as we proceed with the week. Because this week we are looking at the seven spirits of God. Starting Monday, Tuesday, and all the days, and then Friday, of course, we have a prayer session with the prayer team. But it's going to be something beautiful. You will learn a bit more on spiritual sensitivity. Do you remember how Elijah was so sensitive? A strong wind passed. That was caused by the power of God, but he knew the Lord was not in the wind. He knew the Lord was not in the wind. I'll give you an example of the WEM conference. I knew when God wanted us to start the healing session. He just clicked now. Before then, it was not yet. And did you see how miracles were multiplied? Ladies and gentlemen, last week, we continued in the topic of deliverance and we looked a bit at the concept of demonization. And interestingly, I've been getting a lot of testimonies from people ever since we started talking about this. People have been able to recognize strongholds And people have made decisions to say, I'm dealing with this. I'm not going to allow this. Now, the reason why only a believer can properly grasp this message is because believers have got the ability to deliver themselves. Praise God. Zechariah 2 verse 7. Zechariah 2 verse 7. This is what the Bible says. It says... Uh-huh. And this is talking about the deliverance of Israel, right? Give me from the King James. Deliver thyself, O Zion. That dwelleth with the daughter of Babylon. It says, deliver thyself. You can, we can come out of traps of the enemy. We've got that ability. The sign of liberation and unfortunately the the man who was in that statue of liberation, if I'm not mistaken, passed away a few days ago, right? Yeah. But why was that a sign of liberation? Because he could deliver himself from those chains. Praise God. Now, we looked a bit at demonization and how these unclean spirits, Jesus' ministry, he dealt a lot with these unclean spirits. Casted them out. It was one of the things Jesus actually did the most. Something that believers ought to do. And Some may ask, how do people get contaminated with these things? And I want to show you a few ways how. Why? Because in this church, we're raising ministers. We're not raising people who will be delivered week in, week out. If we find anyone who needs help, we help them. But what are we doing? We're raising ministers. Because that's what the Bible says. Okay? That's what the Bible says. So if you need help, we'll help you afterwards we expect you now to minister praise God so somebody here needs to go take deliverance to their family others to their neighborhood others to their compass but if anyone needs help we'll help you first one of, the, one of the easiest ways that people get contaminated with these things is through sin it seemed to have been ancient knowledge in that time such that the disciples could ask Jesus a question Saying, who sinned for this man to be like this? They knew there was a correlation between sin and demonic activity. And maybe let me show you from the words of Jesus. Because Jesus was very deliberate with his words. And I want us to see John chapter 5. And let's go all the way to verse number 10. John chapter 5. Verse 10. And Jesus had cured somebody on the Sabbath. Okay, the, the Jews therefore say to him who was cured, it is the Sabbath, it is not lawful for you to carry your bed. Like when people want to argue, they will find a reason to argue. Can you imagine, someone has just been healed, and they are carrying their bed. And the Jews goes like, it's the Sabbath, it's not lawful for you to carry your bed. People find issues with anything. There was a time there was a, a conference and somebody who knew me years ago were like in the same class, attended the conference. Now his reaction was different from Pastor Lasson's. Pastor Lasson and I were also in the same class. But he attended the conference and was like, wow, God is here. The other person was just finding faults. So his thought was, why did he have two people next to him when he was preaching? So I said, go tell him. Wasn't there also a reply? Go tell that fox in the Bible. So I said, Go tell him next time there'll be four. (laughs) Not so, but trust me. um, Sometimes some of us don't see the use or the need of those things. Some of the team that works with me knows some of the stuff that happens. You know, I would have had an accident if I didn't have people next to me at when. Somebody got a revelation of uh, touching the hem of the garment. And I'm standing on the stage and they run after my shoe. (laughs) Where my protocol came from, I don't know. Next thing I know, he's in the air. (laughs) Then they are trying to be sensitive also in the flesh, not just in the spirit. They practice what is called watch. And pray they don't pray like this like you guys they pray like this Hallelujah. <laughs> and so he answered them he who made me well said to me take up your bed and walk then they asked him who is the man who said to you take up your bed and walk But the one who was healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn a multitude being in that place. Afterwards, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you have been made well. Sin no more. lest a worst thing come upon you. That shows you something that sin creates an environment for demonic activity. So Jesus actually gives him a warning. And you know what? In Preaching grace, let's preach it honestly the way Jesus did. Jesus meets a woman in adultery. The first thing he offers her is no condemnation. But afterwards, he also offered her sound advice. He said, neither, where are your accusers? Like, there's no one left to accuse me. And then he says, okay, neither do I condemn you, now go and sin no more. So he, he doesn't just leave you and say, okay, neither do I condemn you, just go do it again, and then call my number. That's not the way he operates. Now, I'm not suggesting that if a person sins, it's the end of the world. I'm not suggesting that. First John 2 verse 1 says, My little children, I write these things to you that you do not sin. But if you do, it should be an if. It shouldn't be an obvious. One of these days, remind me, let's talk about the concept of sin. Because people are looking at me like, Pastor, we sin unknowingly. Which verse says that? Yeah. Hey. Who told you? Who told you? Like who actually told you that? I don't know if somebody's hearing me. Who actually told you that 24 hours in a day, there are 52 things that you've done allowing me. Who told you? Okay. Let's continue to perfection. So there's that aspect. So people create an environment for this. People create an environment for this, and you know, we can go into details. Some people God has given them grace and they've gotten revelations. For example, somebody can come tell you. Let me give you an example of a question I was asked if I help somebody here. So somebody asked me a question over the weekend, and they were saying, uh, in the context of so ties, uh, they've heard the teaching that if you uh, commit immorality, you you get the habits, like the bad habits that the other person has due to sore ties. And they were asking, now what about the good habits? I like the fact that they asked. So the first question I asked was, who taught you that? So they heard it somewhere in the diaspora. <laughs> I've used that word so wrongly. <laughs> okay, they heard it somewhere, so I said, okay, so firstly i am not going to explain what I didn't teach because i i i don't uh, I'm not accountable for something I've not taught. Then I went on to say this I said um, i by the way, I actually do believe sota is a real. I've seen from the scriptures but I went on to say this. I said, for a believer, it shouldn't even be about the argument of this sort I does this and this one does that. If God says no, do you need any further explanation? Not for a mature believer. It's like, for example, I've heard so many descriptions of the benefits of fasting. Some, I can see that from the scriptures. Some, I can see that from experience. But beyond all those benefits, the fact that Jesus said when you fast should be your reason. That's, that's how a believer should be. Have you noticed the Bible says God loves a cheerful prompt to do it. In short, a believer shouldn't be difficult for God to move. God shouldn't have to sit you down and give you 500 reasons to avoid so times for you to follow what he says not, not for believers not for believers I don't know if somebody's hearing me a believer should be prompt to do it in their attitude a believer should be the Lord spoke once twice I heard <laughs> somebody say glory to God But we can see evidence from the scriptures that a certain lifestyle attracts certain things. Let me show you something else with sin. You observe the and this verse absolutely changes my life every time I read it because it also shows it you can apply it in so many areas. Genesis chapter four. And I want you to see verse six. Something strange happened. Cain and Abel went to sacrifice. Abel sacrificed a better offering that God had more respect for. Because Abel sacrificed a first fruit, if you read it from the NLT. And so God had no respect for Cain's offering. And then God says something to Cain. The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? So Cain is angry and his countenance has fallen. And then he says, if you do well, would you not be accepted? In short, if you do what's right, would you not be accepted? And then watch this. And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Let me explain that. Give it to me in the Amplified. There is this cartoon that comes on a certain channel, not that I watch it or anything. And... In that cartoon there's this gentleman who's trying to take over the world, so he does so with butterflies. Evil butterflies. Okay? And so what he does is that he rolls around like a roaring lion, seeking for whom to devour. And so when he finds a person who's angry, he releases an evil butterfly. Not that. (laughs) No. Now notice this. It says if you do well, would you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin crouches at your door and its desire is for you but you must master it. I'm telling you, these things can be very interesting. Some of us, must apply this principle in every area of life I always say this have you ever studied the parable of the talents have you noticed that some of the servants the two first servants if you read it from Luke's parable for what they did they were rewarded with ten cities what do you think they thought of their master they were like that's a very generous master the other one saw their master as a hard man what was the difference Two did what's right. The other one didn't. Okay, let's continue. So in case you think you've got a leader in any area, that's very hard. Do what's right. Let them find no fault in you. And notice the very next thing that happened in the next verse. Cain, you can clearly see something messed up happened to him and he murdered his brother so come out of that thing that causes you to sin the bible is very clear some of us may have to get a bit lonely some of us may have to lose a few friends here and there let's be honest to walk in the light. Listen, in the the scriptures, people sacrifice things. There are some here who may have to sacrifice a toxic relationship. Listen, he's not just the God, you know, the, the scriptures are very interesting. He's not just the God who opens doors that no man can close. He also closes doors which no man can open. So you can find in the same service, Someone is receiving a breakthrough in that area. Another person, their breakthrough is coming through a shut door in that area. I'm, I'm telling you. Now, why am I saying this? Christianity where you don't lose anything. I've not seen it in the scriptures. Matthew 5 and verse 28. You know, sometimes someone will come to me, God will understand. I, I, I've said it before. The Jesus in the Bible had no one in people's heads. Sometimes two different people. Okay? Verse 29. If your right eye serves as a trap to ensnare you and causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. It doesn't say talk to it nicely. It doesn't say negotiate with it. It says pluck it out and throw it and cast it from you. It says, for it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish Than for your whole body to be cast to hell. And then it says, and if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it out and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. Let me explain this. Uh, In my early days of traveling, I didn't know much about traveling. So there are a few things I didn't know. For example, I didn't know that unless it's sealed, and you bought it from the airport, you're not allowed to enter the plane with perfume. Ine had packed my perfume in the laptop bag. (laughs) No idea. So I'm reaching, I'm just hearing, I'm like, hey, (laughs) what's going on? And And you know, they're not even smiling, they just removed it. And at that point, they had a choice. But it was better for that perfume to remain and for me to travel than for me to remain with the perfume. I had to make a choice. Not that so perfume may not be a bad thing, but in that moment it had to be plucked out and thrown away. What am I saying? There is nothing worth more than the kingdom of God. Nothing, absolutely nothing. And the moment something dares to negotiate with your stand in the kingdom of God, it's an idol it's an idol, it becomes an idol praise God so sometimes somebody keeps coming for alter cause, cause, cause when the solution is a decision sometimes the solution is a decision praise God may God give you grace and there is no one who can outgive God. <laughs> Praise God. Secondly, there are certain gates that you must be careful with. Matthew 6, verse 22. You have to be careful with certain gates. Matthew 6, verse 22. The Bible says, The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you in darkness, how great is that darkness? So be careful, little eyes, what you see. you remember that in Sunday school? Was your Sunday school bougie like that? (laughs) For the Father in heaven is looking from above. So be careful you have to be careful with your eyes let me explain this Uh, you notice that one of the things that has plagued a generation has been the abundance of pornography and stuff like that and I believe it has multiplied things like rape, it has multiplied things like fornication, it has multiplied so many things and that's something that you find the eyes have been exposed to. I'll be very uh frank with you and those who live with me are my witness. Before I watch a movie, I actually there are websites I go to, there's one called is it common sense media? For parents choosing what their kids can watch. And then I research. And some I'm like Do you, Paul gave an interesting statement in the book of Corinthians. He said, look, as long as you're in this world, you can't completely avoid it. It's it's not possible. But at least you can put certain barriers just to protect yourself. Okay? So now, you see as I go on to the end, but if somebody here has been struggling with pornography and stuff like that, you've done well to come. Other matters we'll deal with it will break that addiction until it, it extinguishes to nothing. Okay? Because you have not come to a place of condemnation. But the reason why I'm sharing this with you is because you, you have to make a decision not to go back to those things. I wrote a document called Dealing with Bad Habits. We'll post it in the church groups again. But you, you, can, you can get over that addiction. You can get over that habit. But you have to be careful what you see. Usually, the reason is this, what you see, you envision. When you see something, you envision it. It's a principle. Abraham is failing to get it. God keeps telling him, look, I'll make you this. Is failing to get it. God tells him, okay, you now come look at the stars. The moment he looked, he began to envision. Okay? Don't you see the same with Jacob? Remember when Jacob was explaining how he managed to have all those spotted animals? If you read it, you'll notice that God showed him. God showed him. God showed him, and when he envisioned it, he was able to do it. I was with my man of God last week, and something just blew my mind. He invited me over, spent a few hours just learning on ministry. And so he begins to give me a tour of what he's planning to do. And then while walking around, and then instead of saying, "This will be this, this will be this," he's like, "There, where you're standing, that's a this." And then there, that's that. And then come with me, and he's like, "There, that's that." And so somebody comes every day and sees it, and sees it. Have you ever seen in the scriptures where it says uh, a principle Jesus taught us that if you look at a woman lustfully, then. Now, how much more if you train your eyes <laughs> to look at the right things? Because he's simply given us, he's given us a position that if you can envision something, you can have it. And I'll tell you a scripture that helped me a lot through my youth. Oh my. I'm still young. But I'll tell you something that really helped me. I still pray do I have permission to end in 15 minutes? Because this stuff is good, eh? It's good, eh? So please notify the bus people so they don't trouble us. Praise God. Job. Job. Chapter number 31 and verse 1. So be careful, little eyes, what you see. Job says something. I have made a covenant with my eyes. NLT. We have the NLT. There's a version I love. Let me just check for it. Give me the amplified. Is a version aha uh-huh. hey I want you to read it with me one, two, three, go he <laughs> says I dictated I subdued I overruled I commanded. A believer is at a place of empowerment, not at a place of being a victim. So you can actually dictate. You can command. You can subdue. It can be hard at first, but listen, you can subdue. You're a believer. The Apostle Paul says something interesting. 1 Corinthians 9 and verse 27 it says, I dictated. I told them. I told them. Them, everyone is a walking spirit except one. Okay, everyone else is a walking spirit. Praise God, first Corinthians 9 and verse 27. For the Father up in heaven, you can live in the Amplified. He says, But like a boxer, I buffet my body, I handle it roughly, I discipline it by hardships, and subdue it. And says, so for fear that after proclaiming to the, the gospel and things pertaining to it, I myself should be unfit. He didn't want to be disqualified, so he subdues his body. And one of the easiest ways to subdue your body is through what? Fasting. It keeps telling you, do this, do this. You tell, You know what? You are not the boss of me. And to prove it, tomorrow, even when you feel like eating, I will be praying. That's one of the things. To so fast, to so tell it. I'm the boss of you. Listen. I'm teaching you this stuff so that you don't need to go back and keep coming over and over again. Praise God. Let's continue. Then. Be careful, little ears. What you hear. Mark 4, verse 24. This verse is almost a theme. In this, in this church, Mark 4, verse 24, you can put in the NKJV. Then he said to them, Take heed what you hear. Be careful. Be careful. You, have you ever talked to somebody and you know you are talking to Satan that day? That sounds rough, right? Jesus was talking to one of his disciples and that day Jesus knew he spoke to Satan as he knew it he didn't say get behind me Peter actually he was like huh? do you know why Jesus reacted that angrily because Satan doesn't always come like in black and boom with Nigerian music like in the back of like boom, 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 boom. no Lotus. is. Satan takes advantage of Peter's emotions, how Peter affectionately felt towards Jesus. And then Peter goes to Jesus, took him aside. By the way, in terms of leadership principle, there notice that when Peter was praising Jesus, he did it publicly, but when rebuking him, he did it privately. So at least he showed leadership. So he took Jesus aside and said, Far be it from you. But in doing that, he was talking Jesus out of his assignment. That's why he said, get away from me, Satan. And he says, you are an offense to me. For you are mindful of the things of man and not the things of God. I'm very deliberate with who advises me. I'm very deliberate about it. I can have meaningful conversations with as many people, but I'm very deliberate with who can actually give me counsel. Because the Bible says, Blessed is the man who does not dwell in the counsel of the ungodly. That's what the Bible says. Can you imagine there are people in this world? This will shock you when I tell you. Do you know there are people who don't pray? They literally don't pray, they only pray for their food. And they say good night to God. They don't pray. My goodness, what can they advise me about ministry? No, no, I'm very serious. Listen, be careful with people who don't. This thing came to me last night when I was praying. I literally heard God saying, Do you know the people who, like, literally don't pray? I was in shock. Have you ever had such a busy day? You're so tired, but I, ah, the phone needs to charge. And you just connect yourself to Chakalabas, Son Chocolate, and you know every message like when the gospel is preached the Holy Spirit moves when other things are said listen. and you know what you have to be careful not to take certain things to heart because you will be in environments where you will hear people say the worst of things some people listening to me have been told before that they will never make it in life listen to me a curse without a cause cannot settle And listen to me. You cannot curse what the Lord has blessed. Listen to me. Even if someone cut their finger, dropped blood and said, I swear by their, I don't know whose grace. The Bible says we have come to the blood of Jesus. And the blood of Jesus is not silent. The blood speaks. Now, imagine what will happen to your life if you could expose yourself to what the blood is speaking. Now, you know what I'm saying? this. Take your seats. There are people in the Bible who lost their destiny because of bad advice. There is that king who was advised by his fellow young people who never understood how people work. He lost his destiny. There is a young prophet who was advised by an old prophet. He lost his destiny. So it's not even about who's old and who's young. Be careful. And and, and there are certain things you must become deaf to. You know, there are people who have been talked into a certain lifestyle. Like, there is nothing wrong. They even quote, God understands. Let's just keep doing this. A righteous man shall fall seven times. I can assure you, the time when Jesus said... If there is anyone without sin, let him cast the first stone. Had it been the woman who said that instead, a stone would have fallen from heaven. Boom! Right here. No, that's why be careful what you hear. People have been talked into these things. And that's why you must be careful with your music. That's why you must be careful with your music. Okay. Now, you know when I got when I got saved, I I I, I before I got saved, I used to, listen to a lot of secular music. I think my favorite artist was Ti, and I listened to all of them. Fat Joe, Arcan, all of them. I knew all of them, and I liked like the hardcore rappers. You know what I mean? And let me tell you, when I noticed something, there was a day I was walking in the road, and I should have been listening to Eminem or something, and I'm walking. And I suddenly start noticing, I'm getting angry. I'm just feeling like, you know what? Should anyone touch me today? I'm telling you. That's the way I was feeling. I was just feeling like I'm just this hard guy and everyone is just a hater. And that's the way I was feeling that day. Now, imagine what you're doing to your spirit. You get your headsets and you're listening to I want to make love in this club. What are you doing to yourself? No, honestly, what are you doing to yourself? Listen, when you read from the book of Daniel, you'll notice that a sound was used to get the whole place into idolatry. Be careful. You know, sometimes I sit back because I think a lot. I sit back and I start to think, how did certain things become normal? Then I start thinking, what were the kind of songs being released in that period? What were the kind of movies being released in that period? What do you think movies like? I read about one. I'm trying to remember the name. Because I was doing a research on the revolution of how the culture has gone so bad in the U.S. There was a movie, something about... Shades of Grey, something like that. And then there's another one about, I've just forgotten, Friends with Benefits, yeah. What do you think that did? It introduced the culture. Suddenly people had a term for a form of immorality they wanted to introduce. I don't even want to go into details of what I researched. But that's how Satan works. He'll just release a song. Trace the songs that were being released in the 2000s notice how years later the homosexual thing became very serious there was I kissed a girl there was this, there was that, there was that what does that do? be careful what you hear some, no, let me just be honest with you. Some of those songs are written in hell. Like I, I, I honestly believe there is a room in hell just for writing music. Some of those songs are written in hell. Have you ever entered a bus and you're just disturbed? You're like, what? Is this the stuff people are listening to? And that's why be careful what your younger brothers hear. Be careful what your younger sisters hear. Somebody is listening to a song objectifying them as a sex object and they're a little girl and they're doing all sorts of funny dances and they're saying it's harmless because they're young. Don't allow that. Take your position and say, no, in this house we don't do that.
2: <laughs>
1: Praise God. And you know what helped me when I got saved? The first thing someone introduced me to was Christian rap. <laughs> Then I realized it goes down in the church. You know, I, I, what were the first songs I heard? Uh, and, you know, I, and I was hearing songs that were making me feel proud of being a believer. Like, you remember, your boy's been a Christian quite a few years. Victory and faith. You guys weren't there. Ah! You remember that? Hey! Glory to God. So that's what I'm saying. Be careful what you hear. Praise God. And as I'm ending, I want you to hear this. You have to be careful with your mind, with the heart, the mind. You know what? I'll end up rushing this. I'm the pastor. Even if I have to come do it after Holy Ghost week, it's okay but I'm going to talk about the heart I'm going to talk about the mind and in the morning I heard the spirit of God telling me something said when somebody receives the knowledge of God it actually becomes their defense let me show you how how does faith come and hearing what and then the Bible says above all taking up what the shield of faith, which will quench the fiery darts of the evil one. So when you hear it and you actualize it, you actually create a shield. It's a force field. If you are following the stuff that was happening in Israel, in Gaza, you'll notice that Israel put up an iron dome. Israel put up an iron dome and rockets were being launched but then they were being blasted by the dawn. In short, the impact, it was... How can I put it? The impact would have been more severe had they not put up those structures. The death, those wouldn't have been the 10 and the 15 year hearing, as bad as they are. They would have been by the thousands. So even these things people call attacks. Here's what I'm telling you. If you can learn how to steer up that shield of faith what you'll be left to deal with will not be as difficult as you think praise God but I want to end with this encouragement it's an encouragement that I will amplify more when I get to the other parts because I'm not yet done this is all like one long sermon but I want to end with this encouragement my encouragement to you is this God would never demand from you what he can't supply let me say that again It would be unjust of God to demand from you what he can't supply. So somebody here may be saying, Pastor, I can't manage. That's the problem. You're still looking at I, me, 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 me. Who says you're supposed to look to you? You look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. The ability that Jesus has to resist sin, you have it. No, maybe you didn't hear me well. The ability that Jesus has to resist, you have it. Why? Because we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And if you don't understand that you're God's righteousness, you need to go and register for foundation class because we can't be teaching it every week. Has somebody been blessed? Do we have giants in the house? so here is what you do. If you find a fellow believer has fallen short in any of these areas, don't join the agenda of Satan by condemning them. If you condemn them, you're actually helping Satan to finish off. You're finishing off what he has started. If you want to follow the agenda of God, restore them. The Bible tells us in Galatians 6 that if any man has fallen into trespass, those who are spiritual should restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness. And let me just say this to those who have been restored. When you listen to a sermon like this one, can I tell you how you know you've been restored? Let's say you had a challenge with alcoholism and we talk about it. Don't allow Satan to bring any form of guilt in you. You know why? That guilt will bring heaviness, the spirit of heaviness. And the panacea to the spirit of heaven, the, the, the solution to the spirit of heaviness, is the garment of praise. So for you, it must be, wow, that's what God saved me from. That's the testimony of a believer. Praise God. I'm saying this because if you allow that feeling even when we stand here and say God wants to use 15 people you'll be thinking it can't be me do people know (laughs) where I used to go then you've not understood the gospel do you know where Jesus went for you? (laughs) praise God that's why I'm encouraging as many of us if we've not done foundation class let's register for it it will really help us because there we actually teach on righteousness Is there anyone who wants to give their life to Christ today? Anyone who wants to make Jesus their Lord? Now say after me. Say Lord Jesus. I confess your Lordship over my life. I believe you are the Son of God. You came in the flesh. You died, you were buried, and you rose again. Keep your hands lifted. Lord Jesus, these are your people. Now I stand as a man of God. Declaring. That even as they've confessed, this very moment, they've confessed unto salvation. They've confessed unto deliverance. They've confessed unto joy. They've confessed unto glorification. And if there is anything that is standing in their way, I rebuke it now in Jesus' name. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And now I speak over you. Be filled. With the Holy Ghost. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Be sealed. Be sealed. Just hold. stand to your feet. And I want you to say after me. As this word was coming, did you notice it came with so much power and clarity? Sensitivity and productivity. Sensitivity and productivity. Lord, teach me to be sensitive to you. Spirit of seeing and the spirit of knowing. Sensitivity and productivity. Say after me, say, In the name of Jesus. Jesus. My My eyes are ordained to see the things of God. My mind is ordained ordained. to think the thoughts of God. God. My body is ordained ordained to do the works of God. God. My feet are ordained ordained to be ordered by the Lord. Lord. Say, my ears are ordained ordained. to to hear the thoughts of God. Say, in the name of Jesus. I take, I take charge over my environment, over my environment. and I subdue it in Jesus, name. in Jesus name. Say I possess my vessel. I possess my vessel. Say I take charge, I take charge over, my body. over my body. I tell it what to do. It what to do. And, it and it listens. Say the name of Jesus. in the name of Jesus. I am empowered. I am empowered. I am empowered. To do the works of God. Say so I am a, I am a choice vessel of God. I am a golden vessel of God. Say so I am holy. I am the righteousness of God. Therefore I practice righteousness. Say so I've been ordained to do the works of the Lord. Say, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I resist any resistance to my life. Say, I destroy any trap that the enemy sets against
3: us. Say, in the name of Jesus, I have authority to trample on snakes and scorpions, and I easily destroy all the powers of the enemy. Say in the name of Jesus. I am seated with Christ in the heavenly places, far above all principality and powers. Say in the name of Jesus. I am untouchable. Say so the name of Jesus. I cannot be cursed. I cannot be bewitched. For I am the holy one of God. In the name of Jesus. You know what? Hold on, hold on. There's something I heard.
1: There's something I heard. When Moses, when Moses was dealing with Pharaoh, God decided, let's switch positions. God told Moses, I'll make you as God to Pharaoh. Hold on. Why do you think Moses couldn't be touched. How come Pharaoh could not order Moses' execution? At the slap of Pharaoh's fingers, he could have said,
3: kill him. How come he couldn't touch him? Because God had, had elevated him. He became as cross.
2: You the sea so I could
3: walk right. Raba sata kahe, rakato kolehe, rakato lomvasha, raba sateke ba lomvosa he, reke te, rakato, reke rakoto, rakoto, raho soto ko, reke teke, rakato, rakato,
2: rakato. Yes,
3: listen,
1: listen, listen, Moses became back, As God to Pharaoh You cannot execute a God You know what it meant? Hold on It meant Moses was no longer in the hands of Pharaoh And hold on Can I tell you something else? And guess what Moses does? He begins to do things like turning the now into blood. You know what he was doing? He was judging the gods of Egypt. Like you guys worship the now, fine. Let me show you what I can do. Somebody has been empowered. Somebody has been empowered. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we've run out of time. But can we pray for one minute and just activate this empowerment?
3: That I the above, that was for the above, that I am,
1: Hold on. I saw a vision somebody give me a paper and a pen I need a paper and a pen I want that one hold on there are many of us who've been praying and we've been praying for God and praying and we've been praying for that contract to be signed and we've been believing God let that man sign it let that woman sign it now we take our position as gods done
0: I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0777-930882. If you are unable to call, you can email us on the city of the Lord Zambia at gmail.com.